We recording, Barry? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> What's up, you guys? Welcome to the 312 Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Diana, a girl from Chicago creating spaces for millennials to have wholesome conversations that are real, they're raw, and they're relatable. We laugh a lot, we cuss a little bit, and we promise you're going to learn something about yourself when it's all said and done. Don't be shy. This is a safe space. So, what's the 312? What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the 312 Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Diana. If you're just joining, make sure after this episode you go back and you catch up. Look at all the episodes. We're on episode, what is this, 15, you guys? That's crazy. Um, and for as far as we've come in this podcast, I think it still amazes me that I just started in January. So if you've been here since day one, I love you. Thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, share, follow, leave a review, <laughs> do all of those things. Um, and yeah, we're going to jump right into it. Um, today's episode, as, as like every episode, I always say this, I'm excited. Um, But I also really do enjoy talking to other entrepreneurs, especially the woman that's coming on this show today is amazing um, in what she's doing and in a very male dominated industry. So I'm very interested to talk to her. Um, Let me just catch y'all up a little bit. I think the last time I came on here and talked and did uh, this before an episode, we kind of talked about like manifesting and making sure that like whatever it is that you want, you go after it. Um... What I'm learning is that you also have to make sure you're prepared for what you're going to receive. In these last couple of weeks, I've had some great opportunities uh, presented to me and realizing that, like, damn, I have to do this. I have to fact check. I have to, like, make sure I'm, like, ready to present myself to this opportunity. So I just want to throw that out there. If you are looking and you're, you know, wanting to excel in your career, whatever it is that you want to do, just make sure you are, like, ready to receive because when it starts receiving honey when that universe starts to give you exactly what it is that you want it gets overwhelming um but it's fun and i'm enjoying it so anywho let's get into today's episode um today i have the pleasure of speaking to an amazing woman who is she's just breaking barriers and making waves in her industry um as a black female ceo of a trucking company she's also a outstanding mentor Um, and has a mentorship for truckers uh, to be able to teach them how to grow and excel their businesses. So welcoming to the 312 Podcast, you guys. Let's get into this episode. You look good. You look phenomenal. Thank you. Walked in looking like a boss. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. You guys are about to learn a million dollars worth of game. Yeah. I'm not stealing y'all podcasts. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Y'all are about to learn a million dollars. I'm about to learn. To hell with y'all. If y'all don't want to take it and take heed to it, I know who's on my couch and who I'm talking to. Let's so. go. But welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, this I'm is happy amazing. That you're here. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Let's Congratulations. take a. Um, so we're uh, practicing sobriety. Absolutely. Um, so so I'm joining you today with a mocktail. We got a ginger, a hibiscus ginger. Uh, what would it be? A, like a mule. A ginger meal. Hibiscus ginger meal. And we're going to try it. Cheers to more life and success. Absolutely. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. I, lo- I love anything bubbly. Because I have, like, a lot of digestive issues. <laughs> so, for real, anything bubbly, like, makes me feel good. Well, that's definitely um, bubbly. That shit's good. I could, I could use some tequila. <laughs> a little shot of tequila. later. Yeah. <laughs> how long? So, how so long have you? Let's jump into it, okay. right? <laughs> So I was, 
I was you. Like, definitely needed a cocktail to loosen up. Yeah. And as I'm just on this journey to be the best that I can be, not only in business, mm -hmm. but as like as a mother, as mm -hmm. a woman, uh, sobriety came uh, to mind. I asked God, I said, I want my true heart desires. Mm. This is what you're talking about manifestation. And so I'm in that phase far okay. as uh, manifesting what my true heart desires mm -hmm. are. And I had to cut out the noise. I had to get still. And one of the things uh, that uh, he responded was give me that. And mm. it was a fifth of Tennessee honey. Oh, on, on the, 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 the countertop. Uh, no, Jack Daniels, Tennessee, oh, Tennessee honey. honey. That was my oh, drink. Oh, you was a real one. Oh, you, well, you know. I know where you're from, too. We got to get into that, too. <laughs> right. Um, that was, like, kind of light. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, give me that. And so I said, not a problem. And from that mm -hmm. day forward, I practiced sobriety. And so now we're a little bit over six months sober oh my and my mind is clear how I show up on, uh, you know, team meetings, yeah. how I am with the children. Um, it, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Congratulations. Thank Look you. At you. And are you just like, is this, is it a, not a deadline, but yeah, I guess like an end date for you where you're just like, I'm going to do this until... This is just going to be me. This is my new lifestyle. So you know what? I did not put any de uh, deadline on okay. it, right? Okay. And so here I am six months into sobriety. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm, I love who I am. Yeah. I love uh, who I'm becoming, the mm -hmm. woman that I'm becoming. And so I'm coasting. There's no deadline. There's, I I'm just enjoying where I'm at yeah. right now. So That's no. Good. I love it. I yeah. aspire. I did dry January. And um, not that I'm like, I used to drink a lot heavier, I think, than I do now. Now I'm like one or two. I'm just like, oh, I'm good. Or I don't even go places or go days where I'm just like, I don't, for what? Like, I don't really care to. And I will say that one thing, um, my mind was much clearer. Like, I felt a lot less anxious. Um, and then you, you, your body just feels better. That too. Like, and that I'm too. like, I'm really, I'm athletic for sure. And I'm in the gym bad weeks, two to three times a week. Try oh, to go wow. every day. Yeah. Okay. He, that's the that next one. Phase. Yeah. My man. <laughs> yeah. I can't have him looking better than me. Right. So I make sure I'm like, and just for myself, it makes me feel good. Um, and I've noticed like those nights I'll go out and we'll, you know, be out with the girls. And even if it's like wine or champagne, we over fucking do it. All the time. I'm drunk as every hell. Every time. You wake and up wake the up, next day I like, I will never do it again. And then do it again. Never do it again. <laughs> and then that night, yeah. we're back at it again. Yeah. So, and then another thing is I thought I had to have liquor to enjoy myself. Mm. And so now I'm starting to learn that I don't need that mm -hmm. to enjoy myself. Yeah. And have a good time. So that's and where I'm me, at. for um, me, I think the... And I think I'm going to do detox like that consistently. Um, I don't think I'm at a point where I feel like I need to cut it off completely because I already I'm like, I know I don't need it. My my issue was that when I do drink, I do too much. That was me. And so by doing that, I've learned to like moderate. Like I don't have to get drunk every time I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's unnecessary. It I don't really need is. 10 shots. It really I is. I know my limits. I'm like, you know, friends are bringing around shots. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm going to sip my wine. Cause I'm relaxed and I don't want to be drunk. Like yeah. I got shit to do, y'all. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but okay, cool. I love that for you. Um, so let's do a quick. I like to do icebreakers. Okay. Um, and <laughs> typically in here we're taking shots and doing silly ass games. But this one, uh, and I'm sure you've played them many a times with your team or other teams. Yep. Um, just to kind of let the audience get to know you, we're gonna do uh, what is it? Two truths and a lie. 
Oh, okay. Ooh. So I'm gonna let you settle your thoughts for a second. Um, for those of you who have not, well, I don't know if you've never played this game. I don't know where you've been in life. <laughs> but so basically, you tell two truths and one lie, and then the person's supposed to guess like what it is that you're lying about. And it kind of gets you, you know, it'll it'll define like what I think about you and vice versa. <laughs> like, damn, you thought that was true. It's not. Um, so yeah, go ahead, stew on it. Um, I think I got mine. So do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I can go first. Because so, I'm still festering yeah. like two truths and a lie. Okay. You say, you say I got, you got this. All right. And it could, it could be whatever, you know, you define. Um, for me, two truths and a lie. Uh, damn, why didn't I write this down, y'all? I had them. Um, okay. <clears throat> I have seven tattoos. I speak three languages, um, and absolutely hate greens. It's just disgusting. Don't like it. Greens? Black card, greens? Greens. Oh. Black card revoked. Yeah. Two truths, one lie. Which one is it? <laughs> I'm going to say that the seven tattoos is a lie. Ooh, okay. And the other two are truths. Ant wrong. Wrong? <laughs> Seven oh, is true. Seven because I have eight. Uh, you have seven tattoos down my back. I oh, count. No, oh, that's cheating. But I count. I don't count all eight. I counted as two because I got them done two separate times. Those are two tattoos. I went through that trauma twice. So two right there. Three, four, five, six, uh, seven. So you can't see any. You can't of see them. any of them. But and and so when I was getting my tattoos, I think the the I think this is the only tattoo on my ribs that I got as an adult. All my other tattoos I got, like, when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I'm in the basement of somebody's house getting tattoos at tattoo parties. <laughs> I've done that, and too. And I hate damn near all of them. I'm not going to lie. And I I'm have glad one of you those can't too. see it. <laughs> so my first tattoo was a little uh, crescent moon. Okay. Me and my best friend had got uh, uh, matching tattoos <laughs> in somebody's fucking basement, y'all. Um, but luckily, he he was a tattoo artist. Like he, we was kind of smart about it, but we couldn't go to his uh, studio because we were underage. And so he's like, I mean, y'all could come to the house and get the tattoos if y'all want. And I was like, All right, cool, did it. Um, and I made sure they were always in places where, like, if I'm vacationing with my parents, they can't really see until my dumb ass <laughs> slipped up wearing a swimsuit. Yep. <laughs> and my mom, my mom is like queen of. You're going to be in trouble, but I'm, like, not going to tell you right in the moment. I'm going to wait until it's good. And, you know, we're sitting having fucking dinner at a steak uh, okay. place. Beautiful dinner. Having fun. And she's like, Ashley, when did you get that tattoo? I'm like, mm. <laughs> And it was downhill from there. Uh, so, yeah, those are my. I don't speak three. I speak. Mm. I speak one, English. <laughs> okay. Okay. My second technical uh, language that I understand more than I can speak. I understand and write it more in Spanish. I actually have a minor in Spanish. Oh, Spanish. do you? Spanish? What the fuck is Spanish? <laughs> Spanish. I do. Okay. Yep, I have a minor. Um, went to Europe, studied abroad. So, ¿tú hablas español? Sí, un poquito. Un poquito. <laughs> muy bien, muy bien. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I understand more and write more than I can speak because then, you know, conjugating. And when you learn it in school, it's different than just, like, learning it as a culture. Yeah. Because, I mean, how they teach us is, like, honestly, not even how folks speak Spanish. <laughs> it's so proper. Um, but, yeah, 
that's me. Awesome, 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 Who awesome. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I was able to kind of think of something. Let's get it. All right. So I graduated from an alternative high school. Okay. I love cats. And both of my parents are from the islands. Two truths and mm. a lie. I feel like we talked about the parents being from the island, but I don't know if it was both. Now I'm like, I damn. Um, I feel like we've talked about, or I feel like I've seen a reel about uh, the alternative high school, so that one might be, I, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm calling you, you know, bad kid or anything. Like well, that. Um, I don't know. I feel like you don't love cats, because that love seemed fake. He was like, I love. I don't think you love cats. You hit it right on the you head. Like I do not like cats. I am not they're the cat lady. They're sneaky as fuck. They're sneaky as they're fuck. Nasty. I'm they're nasty. Just, they're just not my type of animal. I'm um, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, you hit it right on the head. I don't, and no shade to the people who That's do I'm like, sorry, love. cat lovers. Right. Sorry, cat lovers. <laughs> um, but she's not a cat lover. Um, never was one of my animals of choice. Um, <laughs> and I had a cat. Oh, did you? Okay, well, I would have been the girl at your house sipping wine, like, no, you stay you. over there, and I'll stay over <laughs> and here. And then that's when they mess with you the most. And that's what, They are so evil. So that's probably what it was. They mess with they you when you don't buy. We were, we not vibing. They're like, oh, you don't like me? Say less. And say less. Here <laughs> say I less. come. <laughs> coming through your legs, like, yeah. Um, yeah, so, no, I'm not a cat lover. Um, both of my parents are from the island. I feel like we talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, so I'm like, So, my maybe mom's Puerto Rican and my dad's Jamaican. That's so where it was. Spicy. My mom's Jamaican. That's where we, uh, yeah, you were spicy. Yeah, AF. and then uh, <laughs> I did graduate from an alternative high school. And that's where that, um, with the Caribbean parents, I'm like, I feel like that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, your drive and, like, that hands down. What? Having hands Caribbean down. parents is something different. It's different. Like, it's I've different. had a job since I was 15. <laughs> you gonna do something. Like eight. Doing something. Making bracelets, selling yep. lemonade. <laughs> Absolutely. I was babysitting for my family members and stuff. I mean, having <laughs> island parents for me really teaches me hard work. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because yep. both of my parents, they came here at a young age. They worked. Mm -hmm. um, and so they always taught me, by example, yep. hard work. Yep. Uh, my mom was always a nine-to-fiver. My dad, he was an entrepreneur. Okay. And so I did have a little bit of an insight of what it looked like to be an entrepreneur, but definitely hard work. But with that, I will say this, though. Uh, they always instilled go to school, get a job. Yep. That looks very different for me today. Yep. Um, and so we can jump into that a little bit later. But yeah, having Caribbean parents was, uh, it, it's pivotal to who I am today. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's jump into it. Um, who is Melanie? Tell us, tell Ooh. us about you. Mm. Um, mm. For those of you who don't know her, you're gonna know her and you're gonna wanna follow her and you know, get on the money team, honey. <laughs> but so um, specifically, uh, you can define it, you know, define yourself how you want to, but um, of course, specifically to your transition, right? From um, being a nurse to a CEO. Uh, so let's talk about like your, your background in there. What got you into nursing? Okay, so <clears throat> we're being very transparent. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this is a very organic podcast. So really, honestly, just to keep it uh, 
100 with you guys. Nursing came about uh, because I was struggling. I was struggling. Mm -hmm. I became a product of my environment. I come from a single mother. And so I moved to Jeffrey Manor. I don't know if you, Wow Wow Hunnets, um, for whoever's that's familiar. Where, uh, where I'm from. And I like, I felt like that little maze that like, nobody and knew about that shit. And I feel like you were where? 99th and Bensley. Oh my God. I was on 96 and Brennan. Get out of here. 96, 84 South Brennan. 9903 South oh Bensley. <laughs> That's so you crazy. Know, when you talked about this in your, and not to go off topic, when you talked about this um, in a reel that you had posted, I think it was like in the caption, I immediately was like, it makes fucking sense. Look, it at, makes look sense. at this, it girl. Look at this. <laughs> I didn't think nobody knew about Jeffrey Manor. Rose that grew out of concrete, girl. Yes. Um, and so I became a product of my environment. I fell in love with that fast lifestyle, mm -hmm. if you understand what I mean. Uh, just really, really just was going down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was in an alternative high school because I got kicked out of uh, Kenwood Academy. You went and to Kenwood. I went to Kenwood. Yes, I did. On, yes, Kenwood. I did. <laughs> um, and so then I uh, was at Olive Harvey uh, Middle College, alternative high school. Long story short, I had an opportunity to do an internship uh, at Cedar sinai Hospital in Beverly Hills, California. Fell in love, Sinai. started that whole process of uh, nursing, started from the very, very bottom as a CNA, okay. certified nurse assistant. And, and I you just, love doing CNA work? I, you know what? I will say this. I'm going to be <laughs> totally. Because that's the part where nurses was like, I couldn't wait to get out of that shit. Hold on. So look, I'm going to keep it so 100 with you guys. Okay, so my man, I really didn't have to work like that. So I was working like on the weekends as so a CNA. Like full time. So it wasn't full time, <laughs> nine to five. Yeah. Um, but I will say this: it made me a better nurse. Good. It made me and a better nurse because I didn't have a problem turning a patient over mm -hmm. and you know doing hygiene. It wasn't an issue for me because I was a CNA. Mm. I was I wasn't one of those nurses to where I was too good. Yeah. And so I, it made me a great team player when mm -hmm. it came to emergency because mm -hmm. right my specialty is emergency and trauma uh was emergency and trauma know. oh my goodness. yeah yeah, yeah. That's my mom. <laughs> oh is she she's a uh she's an executive director now let me give her you know so your mom's she's like a nurse? i don't she yeah yep i didn't know that at, um she started at what was it trinity that was my first job ever what's your mother karen name? walker nope don't know her <laughs> but she wow. yeah she started at uh, trinity went uh oh, university 93rd? of chicago yep that was my first uh, first job really? as a nurse yeah, and I think that that she had been there for years, and then like moved about. She's in um, Daytona now. She's the executive uh, director um, of the ER, whatever they're like. Standing you never shared that. I'm like, we haven't talked like in detail. Yeah, we haven't. I feel like we've always we've like always we need to set up meetings in groups and in settings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like what? Yep, yeah, she uh, stopped. I want to say six years ago or so. Stopped um, bedside. Bedside, and she went into uh, directing. She loves it. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. And then my awesome. sister just uh, graduated from Purdue, and she's about to take her NCLEX. Perfect. Uh, down uh, in that was a beast. That was a beast. Um, <laughs> she is like stressed, and I'm it, just like, yeah. baby. Yeah, I know. It was like one of the hardest tests that I've ever taken in Man. life. Um, but it's yours, though. Yeah, this it's is yours. True. This um, is true. And so uh, that's one thing I knew that if this entrepreneurship thing didn't work. You I would have always, that. You always I would have always that. have and my a job. mom always. I will says always that. have my nursing license. I can always go back to the hospital today. Yeah, literally. Always. And then probably the way I feel like nurses now are making a always have been making good money, but it's like post pandemic, like oh my goodness. Yeah, but I'm like you know, so I still have girlfriends in the field mm -hmm. who are still working at the bedside, and even though they're making a bag, their mental health is suffering. Mm, absolutely. Um, because especially in the midst of COVID, so I left. Uh, 
right before COVID happened. Okay. I left right before COVID happened. I, I of course, I didn't know, you know, COVID mm. was going to hit, um, but I left two weeks Ooh, before. And then for that to happen. And then I was ER trauma. Mm. So we were getting all of, the, we were getting all of those patients yeah. who were suffering with, like, you know, the shortness of breath, all of those COVID. When it first started. When it first yeah. started. And I had just phased out from the bedside. And one of the things my girlfriend talks about today is that, like, the influx of death mm. that you know that we saw and uh it was it was just really really hard and so you just have to weigh the uh the, the bag versus yeah. your mental health yeah this is true yeah so and that's what it's makes not you easy being a nurse and that was one all. of the things um i guess is a good segue to kind of jump into it but i love nursing right so i came from from the era of, you know, being in love with the streets, the fast life and all of those things. And, you know, a tragic event had happened. And I said, you know what, I got to switch it around. Mm -hmm. I got I to gotta switch this thing around. And so I started to, you know, study nursing. I got into nursing, worked my way up from CNA to a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. um, went to went to a community college. Let me say that. I went to, I did my CNA, went to a community college, but I still had one foot in the street still. So I wasn't really ready. It's like, um yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. I wasn't really ready, so I got kicked out of my first semester of nursing school. Oh goodness! Yeah, crazy. Um, but I was like, you know what? I gotta do this, yeah. and so I, so I got disciplined. I got serious about it, uh, and when I achieved my bachelor's degree, got all the acronyms behind my name. You know, you have a mother and now a sister going into mm -hmm. that industry. So I played corporate. Mm -hmm. And I took some of the stream with me. I played, and it, and I feel like that makes you an even better em employee, or you know what I'm saying, even a businesswoman. Like having yeah. that as your background a little bit too. Yeah. Like I'm not naive, not naive bullshit. at all, <laughs> not naive at all. And so I stepped into corporate and I played the game. Good. And in my opinion, I, I rocked it. Yeah, right? I mean, hello. <laughs> um, and so I went, and there was like, you got to go back to school, no problem, say less. Got my master's degree uh, for family nurse practitioner. That is. From Governor State University, so graduated with my master's that, my degree. Mom went to Governor State. <laughs> Alignment. I see. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Yep. Um. That's that's a that's a story. Yeah. And so with that, I was at the bedside dealing with burnout, and um, I would leave from the, from the emergency room. I'll get in my car, and I was like, "Damn, I didn't even have a restroom break today." Ooh. And they call it a 12-hour shift, right? Mm -hmm. No, it's more like 15-hour 15, mm -hmm. 15 shifts, right? And I would leave to go work in one of my other businesses. And I was like, there got to be, there has to be. You're like, not There has to be more, right? I had just had uh, children at that time. So I, I missed uh, Christmas morning. Mm. Her first Christmas. I was like, and my mom, my mom not missed it all the way, but she, yeah, she missed a couple. Uh, I'm sure she missed mornings. a lot yeah. of pivotal times, Thanksgiving, like, Christmas plays, sports, sports activities, stuff, yeah. events. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because healthcare, medicine is 24 hours. We're mm -hmm. essential workers, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't stop. And she so, was always like a, what is it, like a charge nurse? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so it's like it was nurse. always something that she had to like respond to or yep. like, I just left work, but they need me back because now we're short staffed. Yep. You know, and I think that part helped her or influenced her too to be like, I don't want to do bedside anymore. Like, I still want to be a nursing, but she's like, I need <laughs> something, you know, where I'm not, I'm on call as a director, right? 
but like not to the extent of when it. But you can delegate at that at that exactly. position. Exactly. She's like, I'm yeah. calling people to go in. Yeah. So you're delegating. I'm still at home. home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's, it's, that it's definitely different saying. from For being sure. in the hospital. Um, unless there's like a, a tragic event or yeah. something that happens. I know with COVID, she had to she do had a to lot of, yeah, come she in, had to do for a lot sure. of um, but, And don't get me wrong, I love nursing. Mm -hmm. I still talk about it. I still, you know, I have a lot, a lot of my uh, community are nurses, right? Mm -hmm. Or those in the medical field. Nursing was my passion. And then yeah. that was another thing, like, no man gave it to me. Yeah. No one He's bought like, it mine. for me. That, that was mine. mine. I earned it, yeah. right? And uh, so I will always forever be grateful for that journey. Mm -hmm. um, but now here we are in a new phase of mm -hmm. Melanie and to roundabout to your first question was like who is Melanie and I honestly transparently I had to sit here and I had to ask myself who is Melanie mm -hmm. the Melanie that you see today is a new evolved Melanie and so I'm getting to know a, a, a professional a mother mm -hmm. a leader a mentor uh an activist, an advocate for other people who look like me. Yep. Uh, I am in a very Caucasian male dominated industry. And so that required me to have to put Mimi mm. to rest. Come on, Mimi. Right? <laughs> so that required me to have to shift my mindset. Mm -hmm. And when I shift my mindset, that's when things started to shift for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, who is Melanie today? I am just loving like sobriety, uh, being an advocate, showing people how I did it, mm -hmm. and you can too. Because one thing is, we don't know what's possible. Yep. Even Let's me having you. immigrant parents, me uh, being a minority, we really truly don't know what's possible. And so I really feel like that's the number one thing that I'm leading with is showing you by example, but also giving you the the steps. The, yep. Yeah. In order to, and that's that's good too because I feel like a lot of um, entrepreneurs or people that say that they're, you know, sorry, y'all, my shirt is boobs or boobing. <laughs> That's <a little> peekaboo. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people tell their story, but then don't like really show. And I think that that was one thing with you, the mentorship piece of your business. I'm like, that's dope. Because not only am I doing it, and, you know, I'm not just up here boasting about it. And, and here's the thing. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Yeah. But if you really, truly desire to open up opportunities for other people, and especially if you come from where you come from, it's like, okay, I want to show other people that this is possible. And to see you doing that is amazing. Um, so let's talk. Like you said, it 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 opened up a, a new door for you. So where when did you make that transition? Like after you said, like, hey, I'm done. Um, you know, I need to figure out me some more. Did you jump right into, was trucking the industry that you always wanted to transition into? Got it. So absolutely not, right? Oh, so oh, I thought she was gonna say absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not, no. Um, there were people who knew that, you know, I, I was in entrepreneurship as well as working in nursing. Okay. And so a friend of the family was like, man, you need to really look into the trucking industry. You really need to look into the trucking industry, and I'm just like, no, like, I no, no. I, right, I, <laughs> I hear you, you but it, it, it's, it's, you know, you really want to be risk adverse, mm. and so trucking has a, it's a high overhead, it's, you know, it, uh, compliant, it's expensive, it's as, expensive hell. as hell, <laughs> and so I'm like, no, 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 and then you know, here, here we go again. It presented itself, and I was just like, all right, cool. Let me take a look at this thing. Mm -hmm. What is, let me really understand what is trucking, transportation, what is it? Mm -hmm. And so I started to do the research and I realized there was, a, it's saturated. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of trucking companies, a ton of trucking companies out here. So then the businesswoman 
stepped out and said, what will make you different mm -hmm. besides the, the person to your left and your right? Yep. And so that's where I started to understand the, my power as a minority woman mm -hmm. in a male-dominated industry. And uh, I said, S register the company as minority woman-owned and mm. start doing business okay. with the government. So that was initial. That's how you. I, that was initial. So even up. I'm gonna people discover even, that let me later be honest. On. Let me be honest. So I was doing the research, and my aunt was like, "You need to look into grants, right? Mm. See if there's any grants for trucking companies." And so I started to do the research uh, in regard to grants, and I said, "This is not it. This is mm. not what I'm looking for. This is not grants are cool, but this is not it." And so I started to dig some more, and then that's when I found government contracting. Okay. I'm like, "Damn, what is that? I never heard of that." Right. <laughs> I, I run, I run, but I run from Uncle Sam, right? Yeah. You think yeah. about the government, you like, mm, like, "No, I don't want to do business. I don't want to do business with the government." <laughs> Um, but I started to do my research and I started to see the advantages of doing business with the world's largest customer. Mm -hmm. It gets no bigger. Mm -hmm. And so then I started to look at the certifications, the socioeconomic set-asides component of it, and that's when I started to register the business as minority woman-owned. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. That's what's yep. up. So we are a proud certified minority woman-owned transportation company. Yep, and it. we have branched out into uh, asset-based brokerage and okay. a whole lot of other things that are uh, on the horizon. So you said uh, brokerage. So do you all own um, trucks, or are you are like the dispatching part of it? And I'm just learning too, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inform sure. me. I don't know if I'm even using the correct <laughs> terminology. Um, but sure. is it both? Like, do you own your uh, trucks, and then you guys dispatch those, or are you dispatching like for other companies? Does that make sense? Yep, I got where you're going. Okay, I got where you're going. I got where you're going, girl. I got you. Um, so no, we don't have a dispatch company. Okay. We don't dispatch for other trucking companies. Um, yes, I do have our my own assets, which okay. are trucks and uh, box trucks, Sprinter vans, things of that nature, okay. right? And then. Yes, we have a brokerage company. And so that's a new launch of mine, um, Integrity Global Logistics, which is amazing. I'm so uh, excited about uh, what we're going to do with that new project. Um, and so we have assets and then a brokerage company. Okay. And so we brokerage um, freight to the carriers, which are the truck drivers. So basically, I'm the middleman to the, the middle woman. Yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> the let me woman. correct me, please. I am the middle woman, yes. right? Uh, to the shippers, the manufacturers, to the carriers. Okay, right. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Congratulations, first and foremost. That's, uh, and I'm sure being able to, I guess you can tell me, being able to transition from um, nursing or just any position that. Everything is guaranteed, right? You have a guaranteed income. You have a guaranteed schedule. Let's talk about it. And then it. to switch, because I think that there are so many misconceptions about entrepreneurship. Let's talk about it. They they think it's fun. They think you're just going to make a shit ton of money. And I'm just like, first off, when you start off, you're spending a whole lot more than you're making. And it's probably going to be like that for a little bit, especially if you're not as educated in whatever industry it is that you're Definitely. in. Definitely. Um, and you still work. It's like... <laughs> It's, it's this quote, or not? A, I don't even know if it's a quote, but it's like I left my nine to five because I didn't want to work nine to five just to turn around and work <laughs> twenty four fucking seven. Twenty four. You know, it's like damn, I'm always working. Yep. Um. So let's talk about some of those common misconceptions. Let's Did talk. you have any going into it? Like, you know, 
So you have to, I didn't even know what a real entrepreneur mm. was. Okay. <laughs> Let's start and there. That, and I guess that's true, too. It's become a lot more popular in the last couple of days, but you've been doing this shit for, you know. Yeah, well, so I've been an entrepreneur, and I've been owning businesses for 10 years now, mm-hmm. right? So I've been investing. First first business was, like, car dealership, then real estate, then you barber had a car shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come it's on, crazy. girl. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Oh, and that, I heard that's hard. That, that was hard, but. That that was so long ago. Okay. Let's let's talk about she where said, we're wait, at. Wait. Let's talk about where we're at right now. Um, and so the, a lot of misconceptions around it. So number one, I really didn't even know what an entrepreneur really was. Mm-hmm. What a full let me say this. What a, a full time entrepreneur was. And then you have no shade social media to where entrepreneurship is glorified. You're on an island and still working and making thousands of dollars from your (laughs) phone, right? No, not quite. She said it's Um, not happening like that. And so I did know a little bit about like entrepreneurship because of my previous business relationships and owning businesses and partnering and businesses. Um, But I didn't know how much hours I had to put into it, right? So I'm, I was the girl, I knew if I was going to walk away from nursing and I was going to step into entrepreneur, I needed to do it like 100%. Mm-hmm. I needed to be all in. Yep. And, and so, I think you have to be. You really you do. To, to make be. it to make it really work. Yeah, you have to, to make be. it really work, you have to be all in. And so I have a very competitive personality, A-type personality. And so I left nursing. I've washed out my 401k. I don't recommend that for anyone, <laughs> okay? I don't know which camera, but don't do, don't that, do that, right? But I bet it on myself, though. And I knew who I was, mm-hmm. and I knew what I was going to do with this opportunity. Yep. And so um, I, I also knew that within the first year, you never pay yourself, mm-hmm. right? So I had to get residual so income. You had a lot of education coming into it, too. Yeah, I, um, I mean, as far I did like a, the little, business a little bit, okay. a little bit, but not to where I'm at now. Yeah. Like right now, like I'm oh, submerging yeah, yeah, myself yeah. in knowledge and in, in, in books and in, in mentorship. Yes, mm-hmm. this mentor has a mentor, right? Um, I'm also just really in love with like learning what it is to really truly be an executive. Mm-hmm. I, I was playing around with it at first. Yep. I was dibbling and dabbling, somewhat, you know, running a business, doing what I needed to do to make things, you know, do what it do, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and so now I'm really truly in my phase of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misconceptions. There's going to be a lot of sleepless nights, early mornings. There's going to be a lot of denying yourself Failures. of things. Failures. I how love many, failure. How many though. times did you fall? I love failure. I love to fall. Mm-hmm. It's. A, it, I feel like it's a. It's the greatest opportunity to. And this is crazy. This is something that my aunt said in a video, uh, and she passed away. But it's like this. Uh, Something that I post, and I don't know if you've seen it on my story before, but she was like, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fall. That is the perfect opportunity to learn. And when I tell you I hear that shit all the time, like I have the that video saved have and the listen great to it. Lessons. Yes, they do. The losses have the that. great lessons. Yeah. So fall fast. Yep. That's all I say. Yep. Hurry up and fall because it's it's, it's not about the fall. It's, it's a recovery from the fall. And it's what you learn within yeah. the fall. It's like in, in anything, like even as children, right? They're sponges. Don't touch that. It's hot. Okay, you don't listen. I touch it. It's hot. I burn my hand. I bet you I'm going to never touch that shit again. Period. <laughs> so Period. It's the same thing when it yeah. comes to businesses. And I it think is. That, it really is. I think that... Like you said, social media has a lot to do with it, but I think that those failures should be highlighted a lot. Like, be realistic, y'all. Like, you didn't get it, you know, 
in a day. Rome wasn't built overnight. No. There were, you know, even me, and I don't, I don't even think I'm anywhere close to where I want to be, like, in my entrepreneurial journey. But thinking about 2014, 15, when I, like, originally established the um, marketing agency I have now, um, and where it started, I'm completely different. I'm, like, much more, like, bolder in my decision-making and focused because I've learned. I've taken on clients that weren't good clients. All money isn't good money. Um, I've learned so many lessons to so where, at, in this point, I'm a lot more focused, and I'm like, I know what I need to do, you know. Still and learning. Look at you, and but Still look learning. at you now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the lessons. Um, I learned a lot of lessons in trucking. Yeah. Trucking has been one of the hardest uh, businesses I've ran. What what would you say is has been your biggest, um, I don't want to say downfall, but I guess like a, the biggest hurdle to get over, um, whether it was a transition or currently within the industry oh, right now? Um, I, I, would say, I would say within the last year or so, to be transparent, with the current market and what's going on with the economy, I'm not going to get too, too crazy <laughs> with numbers and all of that other stuff. I won't bore you guys with all of that. <laughs> Just know that the trucking industry, uh, the transportation industry is suffering from fuel costs, uh, line haul rates, insurance, mm -hmm. premiums, things of that nature. Insurance is expensive. Expensive. My goodness. <laughs> and imagine having a fleet of 10 or more. Exactly. Right? Like even so him my insurance truck, like, was, Ooh, right, Jesus, right, right, right. Imagine 10 of those. Exactly. And a million dollars a year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, you're making so much money in trucking. There's a lot of overhead. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cost, especially yeah. being a fleet owner. Yeah. Right? You have uh, truck drivers who are company drivers. Mm -hmm. Then you have owner operators. And then you have fleet owners, mm -hmm. right? Which, which has the brunt of the hit when it comes to everything. operational yeah, everything. cost, right? Everything. We have to pay it's for everything, you. payroll, all of that. And so I think that- Oh goodness, uh, payroll. Let's Woo. not even, <laughs> I love you drivers, <laughs> but you guys are tripping. <laughs> no, I love my drivers, uh, for sure. The world would not be uh, what it is without uh, truck drivers. And good, and They're essential workers, they yeah. are, they yeah. are, period. They're essential workers. Um, and so I think that my greatest lessons, I would say, is I started out with the lease model. Somebody told me to come into this game, come into the trucking industry and lease your trucks from, you know, like your Penske and your riders mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, can I say company names? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Until they tell us we can't. Okay, well, <laughs> oh no, you might have a problem with uh -huh. what I'm about to say. Um, so oh, we'll, we'll decide <laughs> after, say, say what you feel is natural and if we need to edit later. We All will. right, cool. <laughs> so, right, so one of, my, um, one of my greatest lessons was I was advised to come into the trucking industry utilizing the lease model. So okay. you're leasing from, you know, your Penske's and your riders, mm -hmm. and that is at a very high cost, but they sell you on the fact that they will take care of, of all of maintenance, yeah. right? Um, and so I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I don't have to do anything. And then I knew coming into the transportation industry, I wasn't the girl who's gonna drive the truck or handle She's the maintenance. Like, I'm not doing right? it. Have you ever driven? No. No, <laughs> no I don't need to. I did to. once. Okay, good for you. <laughs> and I like, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> uh, uh, no, mm -mm, no. That's a little scary. Yeah. Those right. brakes be breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not, that. or not, that right? Scary. Um, so I run the business. I handle the infrastructure okay. and the business side okay. of things. Um, and so, long story short, you cannot sustain your business, and you cannot like really handle the cost of lease vehicles running off the low board, mm. right? And then occur in the current market that we're in right now. So that was like my number one greatest lesson is. Uh, really understanding the lease model because they do it's it's price gouging mm. you know what I mean it's there's just no way you can sustain I, I would feel I feel that and I 
know that the lease model leasing trucks are more for those who have dedicated lanes okay. at, and their and their contracted rate can sustain through a, a very rough market like mm -hmm. right now or it's more for those larger carriers mm -hmm. right we so notepad wait you take yeah. notes you take <laughs> Right, we weren't even supposed to. Right, I know that was a lot. That was wait a, lot. a minute. But, uh, but yeah. But yes. But yes. <laughs> that's a big a big lesson for you. So yeah. Um, and I think that uh, that's something that I say me because as if this is my company, it's his. But <laughs> I'm, I see a lot behind the scene. I'm like, I think I'm that sure that's you do. Something that he's learning too. Yeah. Um, where we were like, damn, I wish I would have started this way instead of that way. Um, but it's you know, like I said, it's all a learning curve. Everything. Um, you're gonna learn. Uh, so speaking about, and again, we've talked about you um, and your very dominant, you know, bold personality. I do. Um, you do have, and I love it. I you walk in, I'm like, that's a boss. Um, even when we first met, I'm just like, out of everybody that was in that room, I'm just like, let's come sit, come talk. What do I say? I'm like, let's talk. But I'm humble, though. Let's I'm talk. humble. You are. You but are. this is earned. You are. This is earned. As, as okay? it should be. Yeah. As it, yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure within the industry that you're in trucking, you have to have, uh, especially as a woman, I feel like you have to have a dominant personality. Um, and I feel like as a black woman too, um, has there been any pushback with your assertiveness when it comes to like maybe you being in rooms that are filled with people who are not, you know, people of color or who aren't as inclusive or diverse? Um, have you experienced any pushback from, you know, the, the boldness or the assertiveness in the, uh, within your business? Uh, I, w I mean, if I could just think of it right now at the moment, no. That's I have not experienced any pushback because I always lead with respect, too. Okay. Right? Uh, another thing is now are there do, – do I feel uncomfortable at times mm -hmm. in some of these rooms? Hell yeah, of course. Because yeah. imagine you have transportation and government contracting. I'm usually the shortest, the youngest. It's the, come on, shortest. The, <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and the only minority woman at times in the room. Right? So it does get uncomfortable. But I notice that my growth is going to come from me being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And so absolutely. I put myself out there, and that goes hand in hand with my bold personality. I'm a risk taker. That's just mm -hmm. me. That's, I'm just that type of girl. Right? So it's like, all right, okay, well, what do I need to do to have mm -hmm. a seat at this table? Mm -hmm. Lead with knowledge and integrity, right? Come on, team integrity. Team That's integrity. <laughs> Integ everything, is, the whole empire that I've built is all the companies now that we're branching out is integrity. Yes. And I noticed that once I started to incorporate integrity and walk with integrity, they respect you more, mm. right? And then another thing is that I want to say to my community, they're willing to do business with us. Oh, absolutely. Show up for yourself first. Yep. That's the number one thing I could say. Show up for yourself, number one, right? Punctuality, professionalism, and be Ooh, prepared to do business, <laughs> Yes, right? You have to be. And I, we, were, we were having a conversation about this uh, earlier. I was a little late today, I ain't gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, the way I have it set up, um, with my guests is that I essentially, I know a lot of people on CP time, um, myself included sometimes, but again, as a professional, I'm really learning to like, you know, make sure that I'm, like if you're on time, you're late, <laughs> you know? So um, we were talking about it in her, the initial response she had, cause I'm like, you know, I have to tell people to be here a little earlier than they're supposed to, because that way if they're late, they're on time. And she said, I'm a professional. 
<laughs> I'm a professional. You ain't got to worry about that. So I think that that piece is extremely important. And you were saying, too, you can speak to this, um, that when it comes to um, working with or trying to, you know, contract with people, mm. um, non-blacks or non-people of color, um, Caucasian, you know, males or women or business, uh, Caucasian-owned businesses, um, you just have to make sure that you're, again, showing up for yourself, one. But also showing up like respectfully and being on time, that is so important. You know, you, you lead with being late. I think that that kind of... That speaks volumes. Yeah. That speaks volumes. It's like, are you serious about so, this? Right. So let, let me be transparent. And so I... I was that girl too. I was yeah. like you, you know, I'll come fashionably late. I'll come, you know, 30 minutes you late. Know, they won't mind, <laughs> you know, it's just 30 minutes. And I had an opportunity where I was late to the meeting mm. and the person taught me a great lesson. Mm. You know, you have to, I understand that, you know, things happen. Number one, keep open communication, yes. right? If you are gonna be running a little bit late, yep. keep transparent and open communication. Number two, respect the other person's time. It's not mm -hmm. about your time, respect my time. Mm -hmm. And especially if we're here to talk or conduct business, you always wanna make sure, like so let's say 11.15, right? I was supposed to be here at 11.15. I'm in a parking lot by 11.10, mm -hmm. right? And I'm gonna walk through the door at 11.15, yep. right? Cause like you said, on time it's really late and I almost missed out on a multi-million dollar opportunity mm -hmm. by coming to a meeting late luckily it was someone who was compassionate enough to pull Be me to the to. side and say hey look you know moving forward these are the expectations and I promise you this is from a place of love and you'll go much much further I love that and that's good because a lot of people won't give you that they'll be a like meetings over meetings a lot over of, no you would get there and they would be gone mm. They left for the day. Sorry, you yep. missed it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. good, though. Yep. Um, what were you going to say? Uh, no, no, no. Just, <laughs> just a great lesson. Just a great lesson. And so that goes into, like, me just being the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. It's punctuality, being on time, arriving for myself, for my children, for my mm -hmm. legacy, and not missing that. out on an opportunity ever again. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. that. So let's talk about representation a little bit, too. Because mm. um, as you said, you know, the trucking industry is white male dominated. Um, and so I wanted to, I was curious to know, um, with you being a black woman um, and being in these spaces, because let's be honest, let's be real. Um, a lot of times for us, and I think that that is one of the biggest um, issues of, of progression in the black community is that when we get to a point where you know I'm at a level where I'm in these rooms where a, a lot of other black people won't be in or um, I'm the only minority in the room, I feel like they're so much like I feel like it's all it's all how we were raised or, or brought up how the community or how the uh, society has brought us up to believe that you, you for one aren't supposed to be there so not only am I going to hush up and be quiet when I'm in these rooms that I'm invited into um, I'm not going to bring anybody with me y'all figure it out on y'all own um, but this diversity and inclusion it stops here with me I made it you know what I'm saying like what is it crabs in a, a, barrel, a barrel bucket or mm -hmm. whatever um, so I feel like with you being in those rooms or being invited into these rooms where you are the minority, what are some ways in which that you are ensuring that like diversity, diversity, <laughs> diversity and inclusion doesn't stop like at you? Um, does that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it does. I think that um, since I've been provided the vessel, 
and I, I am here and this is what I'm doing, I always make sure that team integrity is involved mm -hmm. in whatever it is that I'm doing. If I'm going to be in this room and it's a, it's a public uh, uh, event or meeting, I'll definitely put it in like our community. Okay. Come join me. Even if it's virtual, okay. right? You can, from the comfort just of your couch, look, yeah. from comfort from your home, just get in the room, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I, that's how it started for me, right? So I always bring in team integrity into the rooms that I'm in. And then when I do get in these rooms, I'm always having them in mind, yeah. right? How can I be an advocate for them, right? Because everybody can't get a seat at the table. Everybody's mm -hmm. not bold enough to sit at the table mm -hmm. and also vocalize what we need yep. right so i always I put them into in position to where uh what would be best for for my community mm -hmm. what would be best for us as as a whole uh and then another thing is is just uh knowing just knowing what's what's for us yeah I think we just don't, we don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. We don't communicate with each other enough. We we, we stand on each other more than stand next to each other, mm. you know? And so just making sure that we stand next to each other because especially like in government contracting, let me say this. So in the private sector, I would look at him or him as a competition. Mm. And in government contracting, I look at it more as comp mates, mm. right? So you have a company, I have a company, the services that we offer together can go after larger and bigger contracts. I say that all the time. Con right? uh, collaboration over competition is Collaboration ooh. over competition. Mm -hmm. I just made a post about this. Um, collaboration over competition. And two strands are stronger than one. Absolutely. And we just have to change our mentality and change our mindset. And so I think that we're making headway and we're moving in the right direction. We just got to do a better job at being intentional Absolutely. as an individual. And so that's all that I'm doing. And, I, and the word I was thinking of earlier, you guys, is this um, internalized racism, right? So we internalize a whole lot. Um, and like I said, just as a community, not being offered opportunities or imposter syndrome kicks in, I think, heavily uh, for black people. It's like, look, am I supposed to be here? Like, there's no way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, being able to stand strong on knowing exactly what it is. Why you laugh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because I come in the room like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> can I, excuse can me. I, <laughs> That's my seat right there. Excuse Thank me. You. <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Me. Melanie, That'd nice me. to meet you. And let me, and I want to talk about <laughs> that too. It's just different. Um, so I used to be a medical staff coordinator. So wow. back it up. I was going to go to nursing school. Okay. Um, and I got to my junior year. Oh, actually, not even nursing school. Nursing school was a backup. I was pre-med. Oh, okay. I wanted to be a pediatric doctor. I got to my junior year and figured out that I don't know if this shit is for me. I don't me. know if this is for me. Mind you, I had did so many prerequisites, like everything. And I'm sitting down talking to my mentor. Um, and he just really looked at me. He was just like, are you sure this is what you want to do? He was like, I'm here for you, whatever you want. But he was like, Ashley, like, you stressing now. Like, you complaining about not having a social life. And, you know, mm. he was like... Um, just make sure that this is for you. And it, it's funny story. My grandmother was in the hospital before she passed away. Um, and <laughs> I was in the time where she needed to be changed. And <laughs> so she looked at me and was like. Your turn. She was like, you want to be a nurse, right? And right. like, proceeds to turn over, y'all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Nah. And this is my grandmother. Imagine me, you know, having to help and be an aid to people that I don't know. And that's why I was just like, I don't know if I, I can. Because I asked my mom, I'm like, can I just switch? Uh, or goes directly to like 
uh, pediatric, like just being there checking on kids. And she's like, no, you no. have to learn everything. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to learn everything. Yeah. So I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where the hell we're going with this. But, um, oh, I was a medical staff coordinator at uh, Swedish Covenant Hospital. Okay. And I, we were speaking on kind of knowing yourself and, and walking into a room like you belong there, right? And as a medical staff coordinator, we're right near the office of the CEOs and the executives of the hospital. Um, and like the nursing directors, all that good stuff. Mm, I used to walk in there with suit jackets, heels, and mind you, I'm like, I'm basically like the the, the doctor's secretary. Um, and I've gotten asked so many times, like, are you the new, um, the manager? Are you the new uh, director in the medical staff office? I'm like, no, I'm the assistant. But And people would tell me all the time, like, you look like you Ooh, are one of the yeah. executives. And yeah. I'm like, that yeah. right there in, in all of my business uh, ventures, I've learned to just kind of, show up as her before you become her and people are gonna believe Ooh, you i love that people gonna believe you i love that Be her i love him, that whoever that is and anybody that know me like i could honey it don't matter where we are i've i've gotten into festive i got a complex kind by having a freaking uh <laughs> a keychain that looked like a uh id badge in my I, my fucking ipad Walked wow. in there and got in, like didn't have, like wow. I'm not saying do that, but, right, right, because they thought that I was somebody, and I just walked so confidently. I'm like, "Hey, y'all doing?" The guy looking at me like, "Hey," and we walk right on. <laughs> and so, I mean, like you have to walk with confidence you in do. these rooms. You have to you be do. confident in yourself, and you have to be sure in yourself, yeah. right? That's one of the things that we do in the very beginning stages of uh, mentorship is talk about your pitch. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that. we do like a pitch contest and, you know, we talk about pitching your business because that is so key. Mm -hmm. You have literally an elevator pitch. You literally have three to four minutes to tell me what it is that you do. I'm an investor. I'm a client. I'm a customer. And that's I'm hard. a potential lead. That's and it's so hard harder than people think. Because then you're like, damn. You're like, oh, okay, I can do that. I can do that. Right. <laughs> no problem. But it's then hard. when you practice it, it's like, oof. I need practice. Mm -hmm. And all it is is practice, too. Yep. So start now, you guys. Whatever, practice wherever, on that elevator pitch. Look, whatever you envision yourself to be, a multimillionaire, uh, on Forbes, on TED Speak, whatever it is that you believe that you want, you want to produce for Tyler Perry, whatever it is that you want, yep. start believing in it, start walking in it, and I promise you, you will manifest it. Absolutely. And I think I like that you say walk in it because – one part of manifestation is just like thinking of it. Oh, I know what I want. I know what I need. But like, that's not enough. Like you have to put the action behind it. Yeah. You know so what a saying? vision is nothing without execution. Ooh, we got quotes today. <laughs> <laughs> we got quotes today. Yeah. So um, one thing I, I didn't ask you about earlier um, with their transition, because I know you are a mother as well. Um, with your transition from, you know, nursing to uh, CEO, um, a full-time entrepreneurship was that was it easier or was it harder being a mom um so what what is your question are you asking um being that i am a mother was it harder working a nine-to-five or entrepreneurship, or entrepreneurship yeah. oh great question that's a really really good question so oh okay so transparently working on, a nine-to-five <laughs> as a mother was better in regard to like you knew what your check was yep. going to be at the end of the two weeks right it's you had your benefits you had your your medical and your dental and it's much cheaper 
right? Because mm. my health insurance now is much more expensive my as goodness. an entrepreneur, <laughs> but working as a nurse in a hospital, you know, your insurance package is much cheaper. Mm -hmm. So that was convenient. That was mm -hmm. super, super convenient. Now, on the other side of that coin, you have entrepreneurship, bed, right? <laughs> uh, so I drop them off and I pick them up every day. Okay. I can make any game, any event, any play, any fundraiser. You, you, I make my schedule so uh, I can, She's know. sick, not a problem, I'll be there in 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think that I have more flexibility okay. uh, with my schedule and be able to be the, like, the best parent possible in entrepreneurship because to be honest y'all they don't want the gucci they don't they want don't the, care the about all of that they, they want, want the time, time. They want <laughs> they the time want girl the time. and so i'm able to do that yeah right and i um i want to just piggyback to that as well um not that i'm like ever like buying my daughter or my his son or anything like any design or anything like that but i noticed those weeks where I can indulge and in just like being there, whether it's sitting down while she's creating a craft, making the necklace simple with things. her, you know, she's things. a lot more relaxed. Whereas when I have days where I'm like meeting, 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 even past five o'clock when she gets home, and I'm just like, oh my God, I still have so much work to do. She's frustrated. She's irritated. And how old you is know, yours? She's, she's just turned five. And then so his we're son in the is, same uh, boat. Five and so 12. So I have uh, <laughs> six and four. Oh my goodness. And yeah. so they really want the, they literally want the, sit on the little, floor. You have girls, right? I have a, one of each. Okay. That was like on purpose. That. Yeah. I made he, sure. He got, a, he got a boy, I got a girl. I'm like, do we need to have another kid? <laughs> <laughs> no. We got the best of both worlds. Yes, you do. <laughs> and so, like, parenting is, like, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Absolutely. Hardest thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this shit and right there's here. There's no manual. There's no guideline. No. Like, you're going to fuck up so many times. You're going to feel bad. And I kid you not, no matter what, your kids are going to love you. Unconditionally. Unconditional. Unconditional. That is the most unconditional love I've ever experienced in my life, ever. That and is And I don't think it ever true. will. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> it does not matter what, it, and I've seen, even in situations with, like, friends or other family members who maybe don't have the best parent or, you know, their parents. They still be, love them. They still love them. And sometimes still in situations where you're not there for your kids as much, they damn near love you a lot more because they're yearning yes. for that relationship. Yeah. yeah. So that unconditional love, I can man, identify with that. Ooh. Like your parents could have been on drugs. You, you, you could have been missing in your in your childhood, but you still love them. Yeah, that, you're going to love them. Yeah, that, love that it. Is, yeah, 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 that's true. Those little rascals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, um, so what, so what, so the transition as to entrepreneurship um, allows you a little bit more flexibility in your schedule. Oh, definitely, with your kids. hands down, um, hands down. So what? Flip side of that, what is harder? Or even if it's just what's hard in general, so, being a mom and a, a yeah, boss, yeah, a boss, a, a CEO, boss, a CEO. <laughs> uh, I think that what is harder for me is right now I'm in the building phase of my empire. Okay, and so even though I do have more time. My time is in business and mm -hmm. in working on the business to grow and scale the business. And so I do feel like I do neglect them at times. So mm -hmm. you made a good point that my day does continue on past five, right? And I try so hard not and to. And I try it's so hard, hard, but it's it happens, hard. right? Um, and then I have meetings. Uh, some of our teams are overseas. Mm. And so the time difference, it requires oh, us goodness. to have, overseas. you know, maybe, Ooh. yes, maybe we have a meeting at 8 p.m. in the evening, right, yeah. with some of the team that may be, um, you know, in, in different time mm -hmm. zones. And that may be the time that sh they're pulling at you the most, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I feel the most guilty. But I know this, 
that I'm working on something for them. Yes. Right. And one thing that I can say is working in a nine to five, I was working for them. Mm -hmm. Now I'm working for us. Mm -hmm. And so it's rewarding. It, it makes me feel like right now I'm, I'm putting in the grind. I'm putting in the sweat. Yeah. In a couple of years, it's me they and you. And they'll always you. have something like. I can always include you as you get older, you know, you oh, go into your adulthood. Like there's that something for you guys to do. That too. I can, you know, and I want to build my kids up to be the individuals who I'm just like, I can turn my company over to you. Absolutely. You know? Or you will have your own company doing business Bam. with the government. There it is. Because mommy knows yeah. the tools, the resources, yep. and the network to make that happen. Yep. So you will have that. And, and let's talk about it for a minute, right? So for me, for my parents, you know, it was like, hey, look, go to school, get good grades, go to college, mm -hmm. and get a job. Mm -hmm. We may not have those conversations with our kids yep. right now in this in this current world, right? We may be talking to them about freelancing, entrepreneurship. Do what you want, what you want to do. What, are you what good is at? it? What are you good at? Literally. What are you passionate about? Yep. Right? And let's look at that area. Yep. And so the conversations are going to be different, and we have to be open to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I think also, um, alongside being a mother and a, a CEO, I think the thing that that is very important to so for me the the hardest thing I think is trying to find a balance, right? Um, balance that what is that <laughs> exactly what is balance <laughs> and you know what I have, I've learned though like balance is gonna look different every single day and when I discovered that and like understood that it's just like okay Ashley you can't take an hour nap and have a lunch break in the same like you know what I'm saying like some a nap it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen a you lunch don't, break exactly it ain't gonna happen no. so today your balance is you actually got off on time and now you can go, you know, tend to the kids right away or whatever the case may be. Like your balance is going to be different every day. And I feel that I'm starting my days kind of being a little bit more organized. Like, all right, what is it that I need to do so I can figure out where in between all of this. So that's where, I can, where I'm at. I can balance it somewhere. It's not balance. <laughs> it's not. There is like for me, I don't have balance. Yep. It looks like. No, I don't have balance. I just prioritize. Mm. That's it. That's good too, though. Like, so what's important for today? Yeah. And then another thing is, because I do have task. a little bit OCD, just a little bit, um, is like, okay, the dishes are not done. That's okay. That's okay. It's oh okay. my God. I need, it's okay. The, vacuum needs, better the carpet needs to be vacuumed. It's okay. It's okay. It's we'll on, get to happen. it later. That shit is just not that important right yep. now. Your mental health is so important. Yep. Um, and can we tap into that? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Being a mother, being a wife, being a spouse, being a, a business owner. Mm -hmm. You have so many hats. things That's pulling at you, right? And so many cups that you have to pour into. So I recently had a private ladies brunch at my house. Uh, yes. to saw, you got to let me know what the next one is. Okay, I will, I will, I will, I will. <laughs> I will. It was bomb. Yeah. It was so necessary. It was so good. And my girlfriend, she had did an assignment, and it was like uh, pouring. How many cups are you pouring into? Right. Oh, that was like during the brunch. During the brunch. Oh. Right. So we talked about business, finance, sex, men, yes. all Let of me everything. Know. Look, right? I need tea. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was amazing. And it was like, okay, you're pouring into all of these cups. Mm -hmm. All right. Pour. Okay, cool. Pour. Everybody had their like, what were their priorities? Yeah. Right. And you're pouring, and you're pouring, I love that. and you're pouring, and then you had your cup. And it was a there. sip. It, no, no, no. If, if it was some girl, <laughs> most girls didn't have anything mm -hmm. left. It was just a sip. Yeah. We got to put the oxygen mask back on our face, yeah. right? Because really, uh, in honesty, I don't think we understand how vital we are to yes. our family, Absolutely. to our business, to the core. We are the nucleus, right? And so, when where does that saying come? Put the oxygen mask back on mm -hmm. you first. Yeah. In flight. 
right? In flight, they always tell you to put the oxygen mask on you first, then your children, Yeah. right? Yeah. That's the same concept in life that I have now. You have to pour into yourself. It's so important. Um, and I don't think you can be a good businesswoman, wife, mother, any of that if you're not okay. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've had to... Like you said, the dishes ain't done, it's okay. And working from home, it's like, and I have like a like a WeWork membership, so like I, if I, when I need to step away, I step away. Okay. Because um, sometimes when I'm in the house, or I'm in the, even if in my little office area, like I'm still looking around in the house like what needs to be done. And it's so detrimental to my mental health. So I'm just like, I've had to learn to just be like, that is a tomorrow's problem, Ashley. Yeah. This is what you need to do today. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. Um, and I think the the also alongside that is the importance of having a community. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Having your and having a business community, let's talk about that too. Okay. Um and I think you do that very well. Do I? With your mentorship. Mm, um dope. you said you don't? They no, they're dope. They're oh, amazing I people. Yeah. They are amazing people. And it's like that that's a great point. Having a business community. You have to. Because what we share in that community, right? So Team Integrity uh, membership, we uh, we meet biweekly, so twice a month. And then we have like a private uh, group. We share so many resources. Mm -hmm. We share so many t uh, just like knowledge, information. And then also, too, what we're doing is we are building a, a, a collaboration mm -hmm. with each other. Remember, we were talking about like two strands are stronger than yeah. one. Yeah. And so really looking at opportunities from a joint effort. Yep. You know, um, and so it, it, it's amazing to have that business community. And for me, um, I'm not that free girl, right? Okay. So I'm not like, let me YouTube university, which I do it sometimes. Okay. So I do look at YouTube to like get like information from like those who like uh, Layla Hermosi and those other people like that, right? Just to hear them out, to see what they're experiencing, the mm -hmm. knowledge they have to give. But when I want to go ahead and submerge myself in information, I'm a mentorship, I'm a mm -hmm. coach, I'm a pay for what I need, right? Yeah. And it's not gonna be the 9.99 package. Oh, not at all. I wanna know, I, what is your premium package that you have? What's included in there? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really what I want. I, I want it all. I want it, I want, <laughs> and, and not even that I want it all, I don't I don't wanna waste my time, Yeah. right? Yes. And I noticed that a lot of the rooms that I'm in, it's those private rooms, those back rooms, that that's where the real conversation mm -hmm. is happening. Not even necessarily right there in front stage. Yep. Right. It's the the gems, the yep. gems, 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 gems. That's happening behind the stage. That's happening at the VIP dinner and afterwards. And that's happening with the people who got two hundred followers. Let's be. So let's talk about that. <laughs> so let's the people talk who about don't that. glamorify it and like. And if you think about it, look at these. Um, Oh, that's such celebrities, a point. like people who are re really making money and like their teams or the people that they're doing business with. If you ever pay attention to like some of the people, um, Tiana is like my girl. Love her. One of my biggest idols. Like I absolutely love her um, as a businesswoman. Um, and sometimes I'm like snooping around. Look at who they're tagging, who's on their team. These people don't post. They're not saying anything, but they're on one of the biggest teams making so much money, yep. working with freaking Spike Lee. You know what yep. I'm saying? And you would you would have never known. You would have never known. It's the people known. in the background behind the stage that I want to talk to. Those like are the said. people who I want to. Yeah. Those are the decision makers. Those are the real Those are the influence decision makers. makers. 
right? They're sitting so, next to the, the boss. Exactly. Whispering in their right? ear like this is what we need to and do. And so a lot of us are fooled yep. by like the 100,000 followers, yep. the 40,000 K followers um, who are doing everything that they can to get eyes and views, mm -hmm. right? So you don't even have time to really run an empire and really build, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's number one. Then you have those who are really 100 K followers mm -hmm. and they really do have an empire. They do have a machine behind them, right? Yep. So that's not really me on social media, right? Because I'm busy running a company, mm -hmm. but I have somebody to that's run it for that, me. Yeah, to uh, Yeah, exactly. But that goes into say, like, put the blinders on, get focused, because mm -hmm. Instagram is a distraction. It's a, distra it's a highlight. What do they say? It's a highlight reel. Like, that's just the good stuff that people want to see. It's just a highlight. It's, and it's just a that's glimpse it. of to re a reality. Yeah. It's just a glimpse of my day. It's just yeah. a glimpse of what I'm dealing with in business. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... Don't get me wrong, social media is great. It's free marketing. Absolutely. Use it. Absolutely. But use it to your benefit. Not what they're wearing, right? Mm -hmm. Not who's into it, not you know, and and boss of God, whatever the name of those like <laughs> those those social media. Use it to your advantage because yeah. there's a lot of great information on there and it's a free marketing tool. Yeah. Why are you guys not marketing your business? Yeah. Another thing I have to say, we need to do less Instagram, more LinkedIn. Ooh, especially like, and it's so crazy because I do, I'm, I'm a social media director for a few brands. Um, like that's my like nine to five. That's what I do. And depending on the brands that come to me, especially if they're like logistical or like service based, I'm like, you focusing on Instagram. Wrong you audience. You need to be on LinkedIn. Wrong audience. These people don't care unless you have a product that you're showcasing, you're doing visual content for. They don't care. These people going to look at you and be like, oh, boring. But in link, on LinkedIn, you have the decision makers. You have the professionals, the CEOs, the founders. Like when I work with nonprofits, we gonna bust it down on <laughs> LinkedIn. That's where we that's need to where, be. That's where we at. We do need that's to do a lot more That's our playground, right? And if you're talking about really scaling and you know changing your life, changing your children's life, building a legacy, mm -hmm. less Instagram, more LinkedIn. Absolutely. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Look at the business mind, right? <laughs> I, people do need to know that. And I think yeah. that, um, and I've, had, I've heard people say like, oh, that's just like for your resume, yada, yada. So, so that's where you're getting your money, right? Like that's where you're showcasing your I'm talent. just saying. That's where you're showcasing I'm just your saying. skills. Those um, DMs be popping. Oh, they different. Be popping. They ask you to work. Like, I've gotten so many inquiries through my LinkedIn. And my LinkedIn, I need to build it up much better. Um, but even on the basis of just having the platform there. And me, I'm I'm the person that, like, I don't post as much on LinkedIn as I, I need to because I'm doing it a lot for other businesses. Like, I'm trying to find that balance in building mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. but also working. Yeah. Um, but even when I get those DMs and I'm, like, I don't post but I'm liking, I'm commenting, I'm doing all that good stuff, engaging, like, it goes down in the LinkedIn DMs, honey. It does. It does. <laughs> so it's important. And I like I like that. Uh, we were kind of moving into that direction of talking about some essential like downfalls of uh, building a community. I do think that it's important in every industry and in entrepreneurship um, in life, in your professional life, your um, personal life, having a mommy tribe, like all that stuff is important. But I, I will say, especially when it comes to building business communities and networking, you do have to be careful. Because um, you have those people who are glamified and then you go into these communities oh. and they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And I would even say I've been in some communities where I thought this is what you guys are highlighting. This is what we're supposed to be doing. But we're meeting and we're talking about people. We're gossiping about other businesses. Yeah. And girl, did you see what KK's boutique yes. posted? Like, yes. 
we have a I'm lot of so that. I'm so confused. What are we yeah. doing? So being yeah. very mindful, one, and two, be open, right? Mm -hmm. Be open, have conversations, but also be careful with the ideas that you are sharing. You don't want to give all your, you know, ideas and thoughts as to what you're going to be doing next or, you know, if you have some type of like issues that you're running into with your business, like cool, but just be very, be very cautious with your ideas. Yeah. With your dreams, and let me with your add goals. To that. Let me add to that. And, and be cautious with sharing of your ideas and your goals and uh, what you want to manifest, mm -hmm. not from a standpoint of they can steal my idea. Cause what's for you is for you. Exactly. But from a standpoint of you can't share everything with everyone yeah. and so they may uh put fear in you yep to where you will not go ahead and yep. execute on that yep. vision um and then the next thing that i want to add to that is uh discernment mm. have discernment yeah. when we're on these social media platforms yep. have discernment when you are aligning yourself and your business mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people to where you can't go on their podcast mm -hmm. There's true. a lot of people to where you can't stand next to uh, and, 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 your, and you cannot allow your brand to stand next to. Ooh. And it's okay. And it's okay. It's not that I'm better than you. And some people no. might get offended and it is okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because okay. like you said, it's like when I'm, I'm going into my businesses and I'm, I'm being the face, I am the face of my brand. And I am the face, quite frankly, of some other brands that I manage. So it's like certain things, I can't do that. I cannot. I cannot do that. And, you know, certain individuals, you cannot be around certain experiences you don't want to give your energy to. You know, and everything is like within moderation, yes. But you really have to be careful about who you are, you know, around and who you're associated with. Because... For and sure. then even on the flip side of that, don't be the, the smartest, richest person in the room either. Oh, that scares me. <laughs> don't do that. Because I'm like, so ain't none of y'all. No, okay, I'm in the wrong room. I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> I'm in the wrong room. The Teach wrong me room. something. Yeah. I want to learn, you know. So, and I think that even some, I've seen even this in some of my friends and we've had conversations and I'm just like, don't be afraid to like not know. I like not knowing. I want to sit here and I want you to tell me something about my business that I don't know. I don't want to yeah. give you everything. Because, <laughs> yep. man, what am I learning? Yep. What do you have for me? So, absolutely. Um, I agree. A lot of that, you, you definitely have to just be cautious and do your research. You're, you're looking into doing a course or paying, you know, thousands of dollars yeah. to, to get some knowledge. Just look into that person, look into yeah. their businesses. Like, just be, do your due diligence and be careful with whom um, you're building your community with. You yep. know, everybody's well community isn't meant to be community, you know. So, and everybody doesn't um, doesn't have the same um, mission. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so just for me, I'm 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 really truly here to be an advocate, a vessel mm -hmm. for people and women who look like me, who possibly have the same background that I have, um, and just really showcase and highlight what's possible, and then just also be the dot connector. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. even if you don't need my services, even if you don't need what we offer. I know somebody who does exactly. though. Exactly. Me and my friend does do that all the time. Yeah. All the time. It's, it's, like, it's I don't no do it, harm. but my friend does. Yeah. She writes grants. He, go talk to go her. Go talk to her. <laughs> no problem. Matter of fact, let me put you in a group text message yeah. together. Or let me send you, let me ask her if it's okay to send you her, yeah. your, her information. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and so we have to do more of that. I would love to see more of that um, in our community, especially too in Chicago. Because, you know, I'm born and raised from the shy. Chicago raised city, me. Sorry. I'm sorry to say. Um, it's just, it's sorry just to too. 
we need to let the barrier we down. Do. We need to let the we barriers do. down. We need to hold each other's hands and we need to just really execute on this thing because I don't know if you guys see what's going on with the economy, with the world. It's about to be a major change. Mm -hmm. And um, especially in Chicago, and as minorities, mm -hmm. we need to rally around each other. Yeah. 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 Because there's a lot of opportunities out there that I don't think that you guys know is are out there are, are in there, Chicago yeah. in particular, right? We're very politically based. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of funding here too. Mm -hmm. Chicago's a great city. Don't let the news, you know, really depict what Chicago has to offer. You just got to get, you have to, you do have to build or get into networking, get into you have community, to. you know, being you in a community, to. whether it's your own or you go find a community that's going to, you know, teach you and kind of give you access um, to resources. And I learned, and that's crazy, I learned that back in high school, and I don't even want to deter our conversation too much. Um, but going from uh, um, public schools to Catholic schools, and I've talked about this on a podcast Ooh. before, I've gotten so many resources from my high school. I went to Mother Macaulay, and I'm just like, in comparison to where I was originally in the public school or my friends who were in public high schools. And it's I'm just different. like, even to this day, the network that I have mm -hmm. from going to that school is crazy. What do they say? Your net worth is your net is worth. Your net Ooh, it is. And, and that's it just is. true. That's it's true. It's very, very, very that's important. True. And it's essential, um, especially when it comes time to, to scale your businesses. You want to make more mm -hmm. money. You can't do it by yourself. Only as strong as your team. You can't do it by yourself. So stop. Stop being scared. Stop being stingy. Stop being scared. <laughs> Go out and network, man. It's it's I feel like that is like top top three. And it ain't three. <laughs> and it ain't three. Or two. <laughs> so. Um, but this is beautiful. I, I this was a good, yeah. enjoy it. And we could sit here and talk for a much longer time. I know. I know. We got time limits, y'all. I'm sorry. I Maybe know. we'll do a part two. I'm open. We can do a part two. I'm open. Yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, this but, is fun. But what I do want to uh, leave with, and I always do like a little question or something okay. that we can um, end this conversation with. And my question for you, um, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what has been some of the most valuable, because um, I'm, I'm saying the most valuable lesson will probably be a lot harder, but um, the most valuable lessons you've learned as an entrepreneur and a mother? Ooh. Uh, okay. Uh, so as an entrepreneur, my most valuable lesson was to know your numbers, know Ooh. your operational costs, understand your numbers. Uh, why? Because you'll be more profitable, more efficient, and then you'll have a better a negotiation, um, when it comes down to negotiating up your contract. So understand your numbers, know mm. your numbers, period. Uh, the greatest lesson far as motherhood, you said? Motherhood. Mm -hmm. Patience. Mm. Yeah, I really wasn't. Ooh, that's hard. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say something that maybe other women feel. I really wasn't like the girl who was so like excited and ready to have kids mm. and be a mother. And like, I wasn't that girl. And so now here I am in motherhood, mm. loving it. Right. But I have to tap into my patience yeah. and lay, leave room for error, yeah. leave room yeah. for error. I agree. And I, I'm learning that. And as a mother, that's some shit that you're going to learn forever. Um, nobody's going to get the patience perfectly. But especially within these years with, you know, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, um, I have to stop myself in moments where I'm like, eh, go, go, go. I got to do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, just be in that moment. Just be in the moment. Because she's trying to talk to you. And it's going to come a time when she don't want to talk to you. They're not even going to want to be around. So they won't even be in the house. So she wants to talk to you right now. Don't shush her away. Don't, you know, I sometimes I joke with her like, oh, you doing too much. But I have to stop myself with that, too, because I don't want to, you know, close her off and make her feel like she can't be yeah. who she wants to be around me. Yeah. Um, but having patience and just being like, OK, patience. Ashley, AJ's trying to talk to you right now. Just let her talk. 
I don't care if it doesn't make sense. Right now, she's going to feel and she's going to learn that she can come and talk to mommy whenever. Yep. And I always want her to feel like that. And same thing with JoJo. Like, he's, he's just like his dad. He's very quiet, closed off. He'll be in that room. We don't see him for days. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll have his moments where he's talk, 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 talk. And I'm just like, oh, I'm stressed. I got to do But have patience. Have patience. He's trying to talk to you right now. Talk to him. Yep. One of the yeah. hardest things I did was, uh, one of the hardest things I've done is motherhood. Mm. It's, oh, it's not oh even a business. God. It's being a mother. It's hard, y'all. Being Nobody can active, prepare you for it. Present mother. Because it's one thing to just be a mother or it's, father. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be there. You can birth them and you, you can, can be, be there, there and provide for them. But being to be active, active and ooh, present, that's different. That's different. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me. This I was love beautiful. It. Um, she gave you guys so much information, and especially if you are in the transportation industry. industry. I can't talk today, y'all. I ain't had not one drink. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the industry or looking to be in the industry, um, Lauren is back. Take take some notes. Um, go looking to her. Tell them how you, they can find you, too, oh. as well. You guys do need to know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Team Integrity Knowledge Center on all platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And then Melanie Patterson underscore CEO on all platforms. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Let's get it. Let's Please get follow it. her. Get in tune. And like I said, this is an amazing person to reach out to um, and to connect with, build community with, um, if this is the industry that you're interested in. Um, I definitely know I have to do my due diligence and we need to <laughs> set some stuff up. I got some stuff we need to learn. Um, so thank you again for being my here pleasure. with me. And thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of the 312 Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share, leave a review. <laughs> All of those good things. All of those good things. I love you so much. And have the best day, y'all. Have the best day. Awesome.